What's up, what's up, everyone? My name is Natalie Walters, and I'm the host of the podcast. Now, today is another chapter review of The Atomic Habits. Look, this chap- this, this book is really, really good, and I want you guys to take your time and enjoy it with me, okay? We're reading the book. We're taking the time to implement changes, and we're excited about seeing the results. Isn't that right? All right, so let's just get this episode started. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is Wednesday morning at 519. It is the chapter 14 and 15 review of the Atomic Habits. Now I've come on a little earlier. I know typically I try to get on here at 5 30 to do the review. However, this morning I have something to do, so I have to move a little bit earlier, right? Um, So far, we've done very well with the Atomic Habits. There's a lot of content in there, and I hope that anybody that is watching the review is having time to implement some of the changes or getting their minds prepared for some of the changes that will be made, making notes, and just thinking about what it is that's being shared with you. I think this is a very, very good book. I'm very pleased with this read. So I'm glad that I actually um, decided to make it a journey where I decided to do a live here on Instagram. I know I did it quite early in the morning and which makes it very difficult for people to come aboard and review. I will not be doing the 5.30 a.m live again for a book review. I'll choose to do it at another time where other people can be involved. Good morning. Thank you for joining. I'm just doing a chapter review, chapter 14 and 15 of The Atomic Habits. So I typically come on at 5.30 a.m. and just do a review of the chapters. I've been doing it for a few weeks now. Um, I know 5.30 is quite early, but I appreciate anyone that comes on to join. So I'm just going to start because, um, like I said, I do have to end a little early today. So for Chapter 14, the discussion is about how to make good habits inevitable and bad ones impossible. So what we discussed is, is to make the experience pleasurable. If we are trying to eliminate bad habits and we want to make our good habits inevitable, then we have to make the experience of the good, the new habits inevitable. We need to find immediate satisfaction from the actions that we take uh, to ensure that we are able to commit to the change, right? 
We want to make sure that it is something that we find immediate satisfaction from because as he had mentioned in previous chapters, it's all about the feeling. Feelings is one, what we do when there's a cue. We feel a certain way and that's what causes a response, right? So whatever cue we get, we have to have a feel. We, we do have a feeling, but the response that we take, which is the action, which becomes a habit, needs to be something that feels pleasurable. Now, he states that there are commitment devices and it is the choice that we make in the present that controls our actions in the future. He continues to explain that it locks in a certain behavior, it binds good habits, it restricts, restricts us from repeating bad ones, and they allow us to take advantage um, of a good intention. It increases the chance of doing the right thing in the future because the odds of the bad one becomes a conflict, a difficult, difficult to, to repeat. So when it comes to finances, here's a few options that you can look at for making your actions something that brings you pleasure instead of you know, a negative response. So you can save money in a bank account that you do not use. Like, so I'm with TD. Instead of going to TD and saving your money there, open a bank account at a whole new institution and deal with, um, make it known that this account is strictly for such and such. So because this year for me, my goal is to save an emergency fund. I have uh, CIBC as my regular bank. I have a Scotiabank. So what I do is I put money from my CIBC account into my emergency fund account with Scotia. So that's what I do because Emergency funds, one thing you must know is the funds should not be tied up in anything. It needs to be accessed right away in case of an emergency. And an emergency is a necessity. It is dire need, not a want. Um, oh, I need to, you know, I need to get that. I should get that. No, it's something that, you know what, if you end up in a very big problem and you know what you need to tap into some funds you have it there it's an emergency fund and they say that you're supposed to save three to six months of your monthly expenses as your emergency fund right so with that said i have that account and then i do not have an atm well i have an atm card but it is not activated to use at the ATM. I made it very inconvenient for me to use it. So when I get paid, I just email transfer the money over to that account. That's it. I don't withdraw from the account. I leave it there. I do not, I have a bank card, but I do not access the account because it's not for that purpose. So for me, that feels good because you know what? There's no temptation there, right? and I'm still able to contribute to my 
emergency fund and do what I need to do and not have any distractions with all the rest of my other financial activities. Then he speaks about budgeting. Even when it comes to a budget, you can use cash only. This is something that I have to do more, use a cash only budget, get my receipts, put the receipts together, record and document it, everything. There are apps that you can use to help with budgeting. You can get an app to help you out with making sure that you stay on track of your budget. And that way it takes away the thought process of, because I don't know about some people, but I don't mind writing things down, right? But some people don't like that. It's inconvenient. They want something that just does everything for them right away. And that's what technology has granted us the opportunity to do. So when you have an app, then you are able to automatically just download the information into the app and then it will do all your calculations for you. I have not used one yet and I will be starting to use or trying one out for Q2. Q2 is gonna be a little bit different. Quarter two for myself and my financial journey, I'm going to try a digital service to help me with setting a budget. I'm a very old school person. I like my pen and paper, okay? Pen and paper. And then I type, weird, eh? But that's the way it is. Um, also, it's important to set realistic goals so that when you start to do what you're doing, especially with your finances, uh, when you set a realistic goal, it makes it easier for you to commit. It brings less stress and less aggravation to the changes that you decide to make. Because when you make realistic goals, then you are set on, okay, this is what I need to do. You understand why you're doing it. There's a, a definite reason and understanding as to why you're doing it, which will make you even more inclined to work towards actually completing the task. Now, I know that at the beginning of the book, he did mention that setting goals is a disservice to ourselves because it really deters us from continuing the process over and over. But the thing is, when you're setting a budget, your budget does determine certain things that you're trying to achieve, right? So instead of, um, yeah, it, it's a goal. It's a financial goal that you set. There's long-term, there's short-term, right? So you determine what it is, make sure it's a realistic goal that you can afford to maintain. And even if you have to add on at a later time, be willing to start small and add on to the option as you grow and as you make some changes in your life. Um, definitely do your best to cut extens expenses that are not necessary. So if you notice that, you know, there's some type of service that you're using that you really don't need to use. There are a lot of people who talk about the the food delivery services, to be honest, I don't really know many of them because I don't use that. Um, so if you eat out a lot and you get deliveries to you, was it dish? Dish? I don't know. Those people that deliver food, Uber eats that. Yeah. So if you use a lot of those apps, you know what? Make it something where you take the app off of your phone and you say to yourself, you know what? I'm only ordering out once a week 
if you're a regular person, if you do more than that, start slowly, give yourself once a week that you'd be using, you know, some type of eating out and then find, um, find someone, you know, there's YouTube, you can go onto YouTube and find someone that is a very good chef that can make meals, fast food type of meals, foods that you enjoy, it doesn't have to be fast food, excuse me, foods that you enjoy making that you would typically order on one of those apps and see who can make it in a short period of time and also does it in a very entertaining way. So that means, so this way you're replacing the habit of ordering out, you build yourself a grocery list and you know who it is you're gonna watch, you have your meals that you're gonna cook and you're gonna enjoy yourself in the process because you're being entertained with the person who is teaching you how to make food, right? Um, then there's also the option of setting up an appointment with a financial advisor to go over your portfolio. That is very important. At, when I started my debt repayment journey, I didn't have a financial advisor. I had just gotten into the financial industry. So I was learning a lot about the importance of setting up a solid financial portfolio. Now, the thing is, it is important that when you're working on your finances and you want to develop good habits, that you get the best information. And if you are lost in the first place and you don't have the best habits, then obviously it may be a challenge for you to know exactly how to structure your portfolio and where to start. So it would be a good idea to speak with someone who is a professional. Um, hey, just saying, um, as I, I mentioned, I am a financial advisor, so you can reach out to me and we can work on structuring something that is geared to your needs based on your budget and your goals, immediate and long-term, right? Uh, with that said, that's an option and it's something that is very important because you need to know what you're doing. You don't wanna just do things just to say, okay, yeah, I'm setting up a, um, I'm just setting up a savings account or I'm just gonna pay off my debt and you don't know exactly how you're supposed to do it. There are ways to do things um, that will, see, there's nothing wrong with being patient and things taking time to, to build, but then there are ways to do things where you never know, you can cut out half of the problems, you can cut out half of the challenges or expenses because you learn tips and tricks. That's where the professionalism comes in from the financial advisor. So it is a good thing to see about making a appointment, book a consultation. If you can get that person to help you out, structure a good por financial portfolio, and then it will help you be able to work on how to structure your habits. So that way you can make habits that actually are enticing, appealing, attractive, and that way you will not feel um, overwhelmed with the change, right? Because you wanna make it pleasurable, as he said, and eliminate the bad habits. And when you work on having structure, it will only help you more. Um, yeah, so he does talk about a lot about automating 
anytime that you have the opportunity to automate your services to assist you with your goal, definitely do that because it will help, right? And then guess what? When you are able to do all of these things consistently, what you're going to do is you're going to look at what's happening. You're going to be able to go into that account and look and see money pile up. And you're going to be like, what? I did that. Especially if you're a person who's not used to saving um, or paying your, your bills, um, not paying them on time. You know, you're always confused about where your money goes and what dates you get in the phone calls. You're going to eliminate phone calls. That stress is going to leave. So that's going to feel good. You're going to um, see when you pay your bills on time and you're not sent to collection, then you're going to realize, hey, you know, it shows responsibility. That feels good. You look at the bank account, you know, the numbers are climbing. You know, your family's protected because you want to make sure that you have some type of insurance for yourself and your family members. Um, you know, these things are going to make you feel at ease because you know you've taken the time to basically just ensure that everyone is safe and that you're caring for the immediate and future well-being, right? Not only theirs, but yours, right? If it's you alone, then you're caring for yourself and you know that you don't have to depend on anyone. You don't have to worry about the payday loan. You don't have to worry about borrowing for any, from anyone. And then if the event of an unforeseen circumstance comes up, which is something that, you know, needs, requires you to have a certain amount of money, um, you have an emergency fund that you are building and, you know, you have that money to tap into. So you don't have to worry about the stress of where do I go? You got it because you worked on it, right? So just make a start. When we make that start, it's about making the first move, second move, make it easy for yourself. That was another thing that he had talked about before. Make it easy. Do not make it a challenging process. And that's why I say automation is good, right? Especially if you're a person that cannot deal with the whole writing down and calculating this and that for yourself. If you can find an app, and I will look into some apps and that I will be using for the second quarter and I will post them on my Instagram but at the same time if you can use an app that's good and then if you can definitely go ahead and seek help or assistance from a financial advisor to get the guidance and get you off to a good start then you know what it's only going to make it easier to maintain so that was chapter 14 of the atomic habits and then we have chapter 15 which he says is the cardinal rule of change, behavior change. The cardinal rule of behavior change. So before it was make it pleasurable. Now it's make it satisfying. It, it, to me, it sounds kind of like the same thing. We're just trying to make sure that we enjoy what it is we're aiming to do. So that way the habit becomes part of our lifestyle without even thinking about what we're doing, right? So how do we do that? Now he says, although we know that implementing a certain change into our routine will be beneficial, we continue doing the same thing that doesn't work in our favor. Consistency is an issue. Good morning, good morning, cuz you know what? 
I started very early this morning. I started at 5.20 because I have to go out, okay? So I've already gone through chapter 14 and I'm just starting chapter 15, right? So I have to leave early. So I started a little early. So thank you for joining. Um, as I was saying, this one is chapter 15 and he says the cardinal rule of behavior change is to make it satisfying. And the reason why we need to do this is because we know that we have to implement changes to our lives and our daily routine. However, we tend not to do that. And when we don't do that, obviously it doesn't work for us. It's very frustrating. We keep thinking about the change that we wanna make, but unfortunately we're so confused and uncertain and it makes it frustrating. And a lot of the times we give up, right? So he says, consistency is an issue. Hence, doing something that needs to be done on a regular basis in a way that is enjoyable or feels fulfilling is the key. Now, we have to make it a positive experience. So I just went over the make it pleasurable. And I was talking about finances. When it comes down to it, we always say we want to save, we want to do this, we want to do that. And we take it upon ourselves to think that we have an understanding of how to do things. I was talking about the opportunity of saying, you know what, I need to meet with a financial advisor to get some assistance to help me understand where I'm going wrong. Because I know, yes, you can do your wants and your needs. And then you can say, yes, I could save here and save there and whatever. But the thing is, if you're looking to have a solid financial portfolio that suits your immediate needs and your long-term needs, and you want to make sure that your finances are being able to be dispersed, you know, your income, you have one income, you want to make sure it is balanced out and able to meet all of your needs, then to me, it's a good idea for you to meet with a financial advisor who's going to help you determine where things need to go to give you the result that you're looking for. And then that way, when you decide to set yourself up for your goal, you have a clear direction. And the information that they give you will help you to feel even more empowered and understand the reason why you're working towards certain things. It's one thing to just say, oh, I'm saving money. Another thing to say, you know what, retirement, I only have so many years left. Oh my gosh, you know what, I can't live off of government assistance because I'm not making enough and I haven't saved enough for my retirement. So I do need to um, work on, you know, my retirement savings, right? And I do need to put money into investments. I don't know how to invest. Where's the right place to invest? You know what, I'm just going to leave my money in the bank account. And that savings should be there for me. Well, what about inflation? What about all of these things that come into play years later? So that's why I suggest meeting with a financial advisor, speak to the person, get that assistance, set up automated um, uh, accounts where you can have things transferred, have separate accounts from separate banks. I was mentioning the fact that I do not use one bank for all of my banking needs. I have a separate bank where I do automatic transfers, that I have a bank card that is not access accessible. Um, 
at the machine or in the stores. So that way, that bank, I know it's exactly for what I say it is savings, right? Emergency savings at that. All right. So back to chapter 15, become more likely to repeat behavior when it is satisfying. We want to signal off excitement and joy to our brains when we are taking action. So let's talk about working out. There are times when I get up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to work out today. And I feel good in my head about going to work out. But then something else comes up and it takes over my thought process. And you know why? You know why that happens? Because there wasn't a structured time set for me to know that I'm going to follow this routine with getting up, freshening up, putting on my clothes, getting getting out, getting active, finishing my activity, and then moving on. No, that's not what was happening. I would just say I was going to work out and just make it a part of my day at some point. And then life happens and I would miss the workout. Then I would be in my head thinking, man, you know, you got to work out. You're not, you're not fit, you know, and at the same time, um, you want to lose weight, but blah, blah, blah. There's all, all of these thoughts would come to my head. But after reading The Atomic Habit, he mentioned the routine, the importance of saying at this time of this day, um, after I do such and such and such, working out is next. And then the next thing he talked about was making sure that you have the items required to complete whatever task it is visible and in your face, especially around the time you're going to do the activity because it's going to make it easier. Then he also talked about removing the things that become like that are present challenges for you not doing what you need to do. So removing that out of the way. So for myself, what I started to do with my phone was I go to my phone, my phone will be a distraction. I want to work out, but you know what? I got to go post or oh, I got to go check something. So I get on the phone and all of a sudden I'm on Instagram longer than I need to. There's 10 minutes, 10 minutes into the workout that I could have done. And then guess what happens? My time gets thrown off, people wake up and then there goes the rest of my day. So now it doesn't go like that. I know I get up in the morning, freshen up, as I said, get my clothes on, get out and do my activity, come back in, and then I deal with my household because I know that if I don't do it early, it's not going to get done. And how do I make it pleasurable? Well, I went and I bought some outfits because I was looking at myself working out and I was like, you know what? Yeah, look at this body go. Mm-hmm. Girl, you look good when you, ooh, this, that, this, that. I'm just watching myself and I'm watching that little inches are coming down in certain places and I like the way it looked, but then I didn't like my gym outfit. So I'm like, you know what? If you want to do this and you want to see what you're going to look like in some of your summer outfits, go and buy some cute little outfits as you work out to feel nice. So I went and Chantal Dubois, she 
here in Toronto. She has her clothing line. She's a fitness trainer. And I decided, you know what, let me, since I want to support Black-owned businesses, recording here, the podcast. So since she has all the, the clothing line and she's running a sale right now, I'm going to go for purchase a few different items. And the thing I love about the line is, ooh, it has that high waist. Yes. So when I'm working out, I'll be comfortable because my pants won't be rolling down. Because if you don't really enjoy doing something and then you're put in a situation where whatever you're doing, there's some type of annoyance in the process, then honestly, it's not going to be exciting to do it. So I looked at the, the, the tights that I was wearing before. How was it interfering with me as I was working out? I didn't like it. And then I would think, oh, I don't like this. So, you know, I'm not going to put it on tomorrow. Then I'm like, oh, I have to go buy some clothes. All sorts of excuses would come up in my head. So that's why I said, I want to look good as I'm doing the workout. And at the same time, I want to feel comfortable at the same time while I'm doing it. So that way, every time I do it, I feel good, right? Not only that, good morning, good morning. Thanks for joining. I'm just finishing up chapter two, sorry, chapter two, the second chapter. So this is chapter 15 of the Atomic Habits. And we're talking about making our habits pleasurable. So finding pleasure in whatever it is that we do. Um, sorry, not pleasurable. Satisfying, pleasure, excitement, just enjoying what it is that we do, right? So I'm talking about the fact that when I work out, I do my best to get an outfit, which is, it makes me feel and look good. And at the same time, it doesn't move, shift, or cause any annoyance through my workout because working out is a new habit that I'm trying to form. And at the same time, I've also structured a designated time to do it, right? I don't deviate from the time anymore because if I do, then it throws off my whole day and sometimes it doesn't even get done. Not only that, I don't do what most people suggest, you know, oh, you should work out for an hour. Some people feel that working out for an hour is, you know, the best thing to do. But as a person who's starting off, especially as the Atomic Habit said, you know, take that 1% every day and build upon. So I start small. 30 minutes a day is my go-to. And it makes me feel good that I got up and did it makes me good because I feel good because I know whatever I'm wearing, I look good in. And then at the same time, I'm seeing myself in a position where I want to be in the long, the long run. And it's ultimately good for my um, overall health and well-being. So he said, we live in a delayed returns environment. Our actions usually take years to see the result pay off. So with saving for retirement, that's one thing we know. We're saving for retirement. We see the long-term effects of saving for retirement, but honestly, it doesn't give us immediate satisfaction, right? Losing weight. We want to lose weight. We work towards losing weight, but we don't see the immediate return of that. You go to school. You go to school so that we can get a get better job, so you get a, a better income. But the thing is, you're taking that action now. However, 
you don't see the long-term result until years after. You have to complete school, then you have to apply for the job, then you have to get the, the income, hopefully get the income you're looking for, and then hopefully get the raises that you deserve, right? So we tend to value the present more than the future, which makes the need for instant gratification problematic. With that said, he gives examples of sex, smoking, um, unhealthy eating. These are activities or things that we do where immediately it makes us feel good, even though we know there is some risk involved. As he's been talking about sex, there's the, the risk of, especially if you're being promiscuous, not using protection, there's a risk of gaining diseases or emotional issues because you're not taking the time to know the person and whatnot. Um, smoking, you know, the long-term effects of getting cancer and then unhealthy eating the weight gain and the, the health conditions that come with, right? So he says, these actions are satis satisfying, but when not done with caution or thought for our future outcomes, it can cause havoc. Um, if we are willing to wait for the reward. So this is where he says, if we are willing to wait for the reward. And when he said that, this is the word that came to me, patience, right? If we are willing to wait for the rewards, there will be less challenge or competition to face. And oftentimes the payoff is greater in the long run, right? So looking back at when I was going through my debt repayment journey, right? Or not even the debt repayment journey, prior to my debt repayment journey. When I, when I was in my delinquent phase and dealing with my finances the wrong way, what would happen is I would just work off of impulse because I wanted to see immediate results. I wanted something. I didn't plan. I didn't structure a plan to save for whatever I was that I wanted and then make my purchase. I would be willing to even just go and borrow money, right? Borrow money from even the payday loan, to be honest. It wasn't a necessary, a necessity, but at the same time, I wanted whatever it was at the time that I wanted it. So I would do, I would take those type of actions, right? And then unfortunately, in the long run, the problem was that when real emergencies came up and I didn't have the proper, you know, I didn't have like a line of credit or anything like that. I didn't have a savings, didn't have an emergency fund. All I had and I relied on was the payday loan. So one, I had one for my wants that I was borrowing just because I wanted to borrow and I wanted to do things. And then I leaned on them again when it became a need, right? So then I've paralleled, paralyzed myself to a level where it was, I was dependent on this bad service, which, you know what? I mean, in the event that you use it responsibly and you let it go, you're okay. However, it's really not a good service to have because if we live within our means and we budget and we take the time and be patient to work towards the things that we want, then we will save ourselves the challenges in the long run, right? 
So we can, if we can condition our minds to delay gratification, um, it will be best for us. So we have to find a way to not always try to feel satisfied with the actions that we take immediately. So not to say that you don't be happy, but at the same time, you don't have to be like, oh, you know, just like that people who say they have retail therapy. Well, find another type of therapy if you're trying to save money and really change your lifestyle. Because if you're using shopping as a way to make you feel fulfilled, then you're not necessarily helping yourself achieve the things that you want to achieve in the long run, right? Um, we need to add a little bit of immediate pleasure to the habits that will pay off. So you want to feel not gratification, but you want to feel a little bit of happiness with the changes that you make, right? So actually, you need you need to feel happy. Period. You need to, if you're gonna make the change. Like I said, I'm putting on clothes. I want to feel good, but it's a it's the things that you choose to feel happy and get excited over doing. That's that's the main that's the main point. You have to know when you're choosing that happiness. Hey, good morning, Real Talk. What's up? What's up? Good morning. I'm just finishing up chapter 15 of the Atomic Habits. So he goes back to chapter five, where he talks about habit stacking. And I'm going to give an example here. So the goal is to stop spending money and to budget more and become more savvy with your dollars, right? So one, you set up a, a, you set up a budget, you determine where you are going to spend this money. You wanna make sure you tell yourself, I am setting up this account, the account is for my emergency fund. This account is for my regular savings, right? And what you're going to do is you're going to be mindful that when it comes to doing what you're doing, you will speak it out to yourself. Remember, he talked in previous chapters about stating it, making sure that you talk to yourself. Because when you sometimes we get our pay regular routine, you pay your bills and then you go look at your money and you're like, yeah, okay, good. So I'm going to go out this weekend. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Well, no. Now you actually verbally tell yourself, okay, I paid my bills. Great, the automatic transfer came out. Gratification, that feels good. You know it's coming out. Um, oh, you know what? I just gotta, I gotta transfer that over to the emergency fund. You know what? I'm gonna put a little extra in there today. You put a little extra in there, that feels good. And then once, a while, once in a while, check up on the account and see the money stack up. After you do that, you imagine, you visualize yourself making the action. You visualize the long-term effects of whatever it is that you've done. And you feel good about that, right? Um, you look at the thing that you want, so that long-term goal, which is the emergency fund. Your emergency fund is in case of emergencies, right? If you don't, you lose your job, if something comes up and you really need that money. So you look at that money and 
you feel good that you are working towards building an emergency fund. Take pleasure in exactly what it is that you are set out to do, right? Um, every, yeah, it's, every time you do it, you're going to feel good. Now, I'm working towards paying off my final debt right now. I'm not happy about this one, to be honest, because this one, it shouldn't even be a debt to me. I'm upset. This one was, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the second career. So I got approved for second career where they pay for your schooling. Uh, they give you the money, you pay the school, the, the tuition fee, and then they give you money for living expenses. I did this years back, right? So what had happened was uh, I finished school, I paid for the schooling, I finished school, and less than a year later, I left and I moved to Edmonton. Now, when you pay your tuition, what you're supposed to do is send them receipts. You send the receipt and boom, everything's good. What I did with one of my payments, now this is, this is when I was slack, to be honest, because if I didn't do this, I wouldn't be in the situation I'm in anyway. So I should be a little mad. I, I should be frustrated with myself, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. So instead of me paying the full tuition when I had the money, I paid half and then I paid the other half later on. I got two receipts, but what I did was I had submitted one. The unfortunate part is the second receipt, I didn't submit it. And when I had left school, I don't know the school anything, they're paid off. So I left school, graduated, went to Edmonton months later, all my paperwork was here with family, but you know, over time, how long are they gonna keep your stuff, right? So when I returned, I didn't have the same paperwork. I started to notice I was getting collection calls and then they had explained it was for this schooling. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, I paid for that. So they said, well, you gotta call the school and blah, blah. No, you have to call the ministry and blah, 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 blah. So when I had called the ministry, they said to me, well, you didn't submit the receipt. So I was like, okay, well, then let me just call the school because the school's going to tell you I paid off the, the balance. That means I use the money for what it's for. And unfortunately, that's not what they want. They wanted the whole payment on the one receipt paid to the school. I got it. Well, at least the individual that I got was difficult and that's where it was left off. So I have the last debt to pay right now, and that is a student loan. They turned it into a student loan because they did not get the receipt. It would have been a grant if it was paid off on time as I was supposed to. There's a contract, so on my part, I was wrong. But at the end of the day, I paid the school, okay? But I gotta owe them the money now. So it's on my, um, the last thing, one of my debts that I have to pay. So I'm excited to get rid of it. So when I'm done, paying off debts, I can add more money to saving towards my emergency fund and investing, right? Future investing. So I have to maintain consistency and consistency is the key to all of the habits that we are trying, well, that we are 
not trying, that we are working towards forming. Right? I'm telling you. I know. I see that comment. I don't like it either. I was told to um, dispute it, actually. I was told to dispute it. So I have to write a letter. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I got to write a letter to them. I got to write a letter to the bankruptcy people to ask them, not the bankruptcy, to the courts to ask them to release my discharge for bankruptcy because it's so long ago. Even though it was, you have to wait seven years, it's been many, 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 many years. And I was told that I can write a letter and ask for them to give me an early discharge. I don't know if it will work, but at the end of the day, that's another letter I gotta write. So I'm gonna I'm gonna write this the um, the ministry and dispute this, and then after I'm gonna write the other people to see if I could get these things discharged because those are the only things holding me back right now on my credit. So the bankruptcy is discharged, but at the same time I want it to be removed from my bureau, and then with this this one here, it's there on my report, and I did a. I think it's called some student relief program. So right now I'm not paying it. I'm saving up the money until I have enough. And then I, exactly, exactly. And that's what that's what I was told. They were like, you know what, give it a shot because you never know. That's just like second career. I never knew I was going to get it. People in the government agencies, when I told them I wanted to apply for it, even the people telling you to apply for the loan are telling you it's going to be hard to get it, right? And I did apply and I got it. It really did help. I just messed up with this last little portion, which is still a lot of money. So I got to do it. I got to ask them and I got to write this letter. So yeah. So once I do that, I'll be in a better position to use my hard earned money to take care of the things that I have to take care of right now. So with that said, that is chapter 14 and 15 of the Atomic Habits. To be honest, they've been it, it's become the chapters are obviously a lot shorter to review because it's based on action. It's what do we need to do? And in between, he's telling stories, right? The stories, if you choose to read them, you read them. But the point is we need to make these actions uh, satisfying and find pleasure in what it is that we're doing because ultimately we know it's something that's gonna help us in the long run, right? but it's that mind control. We have to switch it up. So thank you, thank you for joining me today. Uh, anything more that you missed or the, the chapter 14 review, I will be uploading onto the podcast on Friday and then it will be on YouTube next Monday. I was saying that this has been a good run. You know, I really enjoyed doing the book review. Um, but I will not be doing it 5.30 anymore because I want to be able to have other people. For now, it's okay. Like now I'm going to continue the Atomic Habits at 5.30, but any future book reviews, I'll do it at a time where there are more people accessible online so that way we have a bigger community. But um, you enjoy your day. Thank you so much. All right. Many, many blessings. I hope it's nice outside today. All right, so that's a wrap. Thank you all for joining me today. This was a great episode. 
I like this chapter. We learned a lot. Now let's take the time to implement some of the strategies and make sure we're aware of what we're doing and how we will implement the changes that will serve us for a lifetime. I'd like to thank you guys for joining me today and check out next week's episode for the continuation as we make sure we make the changes that we want to see for our future. And with everything you do, have faith, stay focused, and always follow through. Blessings.